Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Who's Paying Attention, episode 37. You know something? In response, in honor of Marco Rubio, I will not drink any water while recording this podcast. (laughs) I'm sure you saw that. Sadly, the big news from the State of the Union and the response to the State of the Union was Rubio's dry mouth and his inability to make a 10-minute speech without guzzling water and sweating. Lion ain't easy. So, what did I think of the speech? Uh, <laughs> it was classic Barack Obama. You know, there's times when Barack Obama is on, and and it's it's the hope providing Obama. And this one, he was definitely on. Barack Obama is smooth. That's right. I said smooth with a V E. He he did things with this speech. It was it was funny at times, and he enjoyed it. He was definitely smiling. So. He started off talking about the comeback in the economy. Um, six million jobs created, companies like Ford and Apple moving manufacturing back to the United States, and Barack was kind of rubbing the uh, Republicans' nose in it. You know, he said um, straight out is regarding the, the debt ceiling and then the uh, what was it, the fiscal cliff we were going to fall over and then the sequester. He, he literally said, the greatest nation on earth cannot keep conducting its business by drifting from one manufactured crisis to the next. And it was fun if you watched it. Boehner hated it. I mean, you if you saw the look on his face sitting in that chair, I don't think he's looked that angry since detention in the third grade when he was looking out the window watching other kids have fun and get sunshine. That's right, the other kids got real sun. They didn't have to spray on orange paint. Oh, Boehner hated it. And Barack Obama, like I said, smooth. Like, all through the speech, he was using Republican rhetoric, using Republican stuff against Republicans. When he talked about uh, global warming, and climate change and said that we should form, you know, do a reasonable plan like the one presented by um, a bipartisan plan like the one presented by McCain. You should have seen the look on McCain's face as he's sitting between two Democrats just hating it. When Barack Obama talked about schools and funding preschool for all children and improving schools, he used the states of Oklahoma and Georgia as examples. You think it was a mistake? You think it was an accident that he used red states to make his point? Not a chance. He was smiling. He was having a ball. He did well. Um, obviously, too many standing ovations. I mean, geez, every other sentence is a standing ovation. And, and I still wonder what the hell Joe Biden was writing. Every now and then, Joe puts on a pair of glasses and writes something. I wonder what, <laughs> I wonder what he puts on that uh, pad. But anyway... Barack Obama reached out to the people. He talked about things people care about, like increasing the minimum wage. That hasn't been said in a long time. It hasn't been done in a long time. But he talked about increasing the minimum wage and and connecting it to um, the cost of living. Okay? Uh, 
He said it's just wrong that people can work full time and still be below the poverty line. Did anyone at Walmart hear that? It's just wrong that people can work full time and be below the poverty line. Just saying. Oh, man. That that was just, it it was funny. Um, Another great one. uh, Another great one. He did some great things. Okay. Um, Dessaline Victor, if you don't know that name. She's 102 years old. That's right. She's 102 years old. She lives in Florida. And even in Florida, 102 is old. And she had to wait four hours in line to vote because you know how they screw with the elections and make it more difficult for minorities. And anyone who they think was voting Democrat, they made it more difficult to vote, whether they be minority or young or or foreign you know, immigrants who become American, you know, they, they didn't do it right. But anyway, the woman waited four hours and you know what? She got to meet the president. So, so just another example, all kidding aside of anything can happen in America. I mean, imagine what this woman has seen in a life, 102 years old. That means if I'm, if my math is any good, she was born in 1901. She watched us as a black woman. So she watched us get cars she watched us get airplanes she watched um phonographs she watched television um she the whole entire civil rights movement i mean imagine having gone through all of that and she gets to meet the first black president of the united states to be invited to to the speech was it had to be incredibly moving for her as it was for all of us and Shame on you, Florida and Ohio and Virginia and Pennsylvania and Indiana and all the other states. I mean, voter suppression, knock it off. But he slapped him with it. He slapped him with it. Gun victims. Having parents of the of this, this sad, tragic shooting in Newtown at the speech and talking about how they deserve a vote and, and how Gabriel Gifford deserves a vote and Basically saying, you know, we got to come to some common sense agreements. I mean, he did reach out. And um, and of course, Republicans don't reach back. And then there were times when, you know, Barack Obama was like, hey, I ain't running for reelection. I don't give a shit <laughs> when it came to climate change. That was his attitude. He's like, look, if Congress won't do it, I will with executive orders. That was that's a bold statement. He finally talked out loud about taxing the rich, increasing taxes. The the two words that politicians never say, increase taxes, he said. You know why? Because he ain't running for re-election. He doesn't care. He talked to women. Well, immigration, he talked about common sense immigration. And everyone's talking immigration. The Republicans are talking immigration. Everyone wants immigration. You know why? Because immigrants voted and they voted strongly for Barack Obama. So that was uh, that was an interesting, interesting kind of thing. And I'll get more into that when I talk about the Republican rebuttal. But he talked about our border security has increased and that if you're an illegal alien, but you're willing to pay any back taxes, pay a fine, learn to speak English and get in the back of the line, you should have a path to becoming an American citizen. And that's great because it's a real plan. And, and hopefully something happens along that. When it came to women, as if they didn't love Barack Obama enough, he talked about passing or renewing the Stop the, Vi- the Stop the Violence Against Women Act, and also about equal pay for equal work. So, you know, he 
but he already had that, but he got it even more. Just like I say, smooth, smiling, friendly, open. Just he knows how to give a speech. He knows how to give hope. But man, if you could see the hate and anger and pain on Boehner's face, I'm sorry. It was hilarious. It was it was like like, I don't know. I don't know if it was personal or painful or whatever, but he turned a few shades of red under the orange paint. So it was a it was a weird color, uh, not not seen in nature, and that was the color he he almost matched his tie, sort of a peach, I think. So yeah, he was at a peach level of anger, you know. And and Barack Obama just kicked ass and took names. So I think the State of the Union address was great. Some of it not true, of course course he was lying at times and they twist statistics to fit their agenda i know that but he was so good at it you just feel better about it it's sort of like when a when a contractor tells you that it's going to be done in a week you know it's not going to be done in a week he knows it's not going to be done in a week but but in that first moment when there's hope that it'll be done in a week there's happiness that's what that's what barack obama gives us barack obama's gives us the same hope that we have of a contractor finishing on time yeah i like it so what did the republicans have to say well (laughs) marco rubio a rising star in the republican party senator from florida a lot of a lot of florida involved in this marco was that was the one to give the rebuttal i I don't think they were going to give bobby jindal another chance at, at the way he mumbled and stumbled through it and and mind you this ain't an easy job because the president is in he's in congress there's a crowd of people he's getting standing ovations on every sentence people love him and he was elected you know as president and then marco rubio is like the the other side there's nobody applauding for him and marco marco was sweating Marco was wiping sweat off the sides of his face. He was drinking water. He was he was kind of a mess. I don't know what was going on. He started out good. He started out sounding human. He said, and and I, I tweeted about it. And you know it ain't real unless it's on Twitter. So you could check my Twitter feed at Alonzo Bowden. But he started out sounding like a man who had a heart. You know, he talked about coming from an immigrant family and you know, the great American story and moving up and, and you were, whoa. And then he went Republican on us. <laughs> he just, you know, how do you stand up there and say you're from an immigrant family, you took student loans out, your parents were on Medicare, and then say, you know, we need to cut these government entitlement programs like, I don't know, student loans and Medicare. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. It's more this smaller government. What is the, ah, the... We need to make the government smaller. They never say how. They never say we need to cut this department, this department, this department. This one is duplication of that one. Combine and blah, blah, blah. They just say we need smaller government. People who work in... You know, he's a senator. They work for the government and they say a smaller government. Who goes to work and says, you know, we need to downsize this company. How about we start with me? Wouldn't that be great? That's the that's the senator I'll support. It's a, the one that says, you know, there's too many of us hanging around here in Congress and the Senate. Why don't you cut us by half? It'll never happen. Don't don't cut them. Just cut their pay and their, and their ridiculous benefits. Ridiculous. Give them the same benefits as the guy who cleans the floor in the house and, and see how hard they work then. Hey, again, just the usual thing. 
Oh, he talked about being middle class. This is another great one. When rich people pretend they're not rich. Now, is Marco Rubio a multimillionaire? Is he rich as Mitt Romney? No. But Marco's doing all right. He talked about the, the working class people that live in his neighborhood. And then it comes out his neighborhood houses cost 675000 Granted, not multimillionaire, but Florida houses are pretty cheap. You can get a condo in Florida for about thirty, forty thousand. Remember, the housing thing dropped. Okay, the bottom dropped out. So if you're in a six hundred seventy-five thousand dollar house, you're not exactly in a blue-collar working neighborhood. You're in a white-collar working neighborhood. You're in a high-tech working neighborhood. You're not in a. You know, the janitor ain't living next door, unless he inherited money. Hmm, could be. It's Florida. Who the hell knows what goes on down there? But anyway, it's the same old thing. It's we hate Obama. We're against any policy Barack Obama has. Uh, We pretend to like immigrants, but we really don't. We just want their votes. And for some unknown reason, they still hate women. The Republican men still vote against equal pay for women. They vote against the stopping the violence act against women. I don't understand it. So Rubio tried. He, he, He spoke with heart. At least he can speak with compassion, but he's still full of shit okay and then and this is new this this is relatively new only the last couple of speeches they have an actual rebuttal to the rebuttal uh Rand paul was online and giving the tea party rebuttal to the republican rebuttal to barack obama's speech and and well it's a tea party right so so what are you going to get 17 percent taxes 17 percent income tax across the board cut corporate tax by half and we'll balance the budget. Yeah, because the best way to balance your budget is reduced income. I think George Bush taught us that. I always wondered how that worked. You know, you you can't pay your credit card bills. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay your, your car payment. You know what you need? Less income. That's right. Let's cut the income side. And then mythical cuts that are going to magically balance the budget. Blah, blah, blah. Good old tea party stuff. And we need to limit executive powers. Well, unless that executive is a Republican who starts a war, that's okay. But somehow we need to limit exa- again. Uh, oh, and this is this is the best part. And this again, this is when you know they're nuts. This is from Rand Paul on the Tea Party response. We need to stop Barack Obama from killing a secret list of American citizens with drones. Why is there always a secret list? Has anyone else noticed that? There's always a secret list with this group. <laughs> and and you know what's funny? Yeah, there's been an American killed by a drone. You know who he was? He was an Al-Qaeda terrorist in Yemen. Hmm. Tea Party soft on terrorism, Rand? Is that it? Hmm? Soft? Maybe? Hmm? Yeah. Secret lists. They're always a secret list. And, you know, of course, they're going to embrace immigrants and welcome, blah, blah, blah. They listen. And the immigrants mainly. And when they say immigrants, I've said it before. I'll say it again. They mean Mexicans. They're talking about Latino immigrants. They're not stupid. They, they know about your racism. They know about your hatred of them. They know that your Republicans want to create this sort of mythical class of people somewhere above an illegal alien but below a citizen so you're just here to do low-wage labor and they're not dumb and they're not falling for it it's actually quite insulting but it was a tea party response so you know it was just uh that much more nonsense and hey i still haven't had any water that's right rubio i've been going at it 
for a good solid 15 minutes dry. What do you think of that? I'm not sweating. 40 million people ain't watching me, but I'm not a senator who's from Florida. Eh, enough of that. Rand Paul, click. Now, I, I have to talk about this. This I, I don't understand the thing with women. Imagine that. A man said he doesn't understand the thing with women. No man understands the thing with women. No, I'm talking about the, this this violence against women act and this this hatred of women. I don't I don't understand why you wouldn't want to pass this, you know, and, and it's laws that have to do with domestic violence and give women more protection, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it worked. It helped reduce the rates of violence, violence against women. Listen, the Senate voted 78 to 22 to renew this the Violence Against Women Act. The 22 who voted against it, all Republican males. Why am I not surprised? They, and, and the thing about equal pay for equal work, that's not even on the table anymore. I, I don't get it. And ladies, ladies, why do you vote for these men? Why do you vote? Why don't you have a secret list? If you need one, call Barack Obama. He's, he's got a bunch of secret lists. Get your secret list of senators who voted against it, of all the representatives in the House who stop, who will stop it once again from being a law and and never vote for these guys. Ladies, please organize. There are more of you than there are of us. There are more women than men in the country. There are more women than men who vote. Organize, step up, make your voice heard. It's not a feminist thing to not want to be raped or beaten. Okay, I, I just don't understand it at all i hope the women of america get together on this and make something happen and these guys do they not have yeah they do have they do have wives and they do have daughters because they're bragging about them all the time they got lots of daughters they're against abortion they like to tell their daughters and wives and other women what to do and what not to do so they, they have to be women around them somehow i don't know maybe it's just me so that's the State of the Union. I think the State of the Union is pretty good. Uh, again, Barack Obama gives hope. And it, it's such a slim chance. But wow, what if our government actually worked together? The left and the right worked together to get some of these things done. And we stop. Next is the sequester on March 1st. And then we'll somehow at the last minute get through that. And then there'll be the, the I don't know, the, the slingshot. Yeah, it'll be a giant with a slingshot who's going to destroy us all in May. And we'll get through that. And then around July, the government's going to shut down again. There'll be another blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Work together. Move the country forward. I know. I'm dreaming. Um, okay, I have to talk about the Dorner case. Um, I don't have to, but I will. Uh, some people on, on Facebook have asked my take on this thing and if you don't know what I'm talking about Christopher Dorner the ex-LAPD cop who killed um, killed two people became a fugitive hid up in Big Bear killed another cop yesterday so he and another one before that he's killed four people wounded another and um, he had this long manifesto and and I read the manifesto and he talked about the unfairness in the department, um, racism, cover-up of violence against individuals. There was an individual who was kicked, and he reported it, and he got in trouble reporting it. And basically, you know, the the um, 
agreement to keep quiet amongst cops. They have, you know, he talked about that, but he also talked about how violent he was going to get, how he was trained in tactics and he was going to start killing cops and killing the people he believed wronged him. And right there is where any credibility he may have had, any truth to his accusations, it goes right out the window as soon as you start threatening to kill innocent people, let alone actually killing innocent people. Now, when they had him barricaded in that cabin, was he getting out alive? No way. And you, everybody knows that he wasn't getting out of there alive, whether they were going to shoot him or burn him up or how it ended up being burning. They they claimed they didn't set fire to the cabin, but they, they shot cold tear gas. Then they shot pyro tear gas, pyro being pyrotechnic creates a lot of heat and leads to fires, as I understand the meaning of the word pyrotechnic. But but anyway, it, I mean, I'm not defending him. I'm, not, I'm really not. I, you, you can't kill innocent people no matter what your cause. I am not defending. Him. But at the same point, I'm not going to defend the LAPD. Listen, it, the, the example of the problem with the police department was, I think it was Friday or Saturday when they heard he was driving a gray pickup truck and they shot two Hispanic women in a blue pickup truck. Just opened fire on their pickup truck and there was, you know, nothing's being said about it. I mean, that is what's wrong with the police department. You open fire on two innocent women in a pickup truck and there's nothing being said. And don't give me the apology or we're gonna buy him a new truck, which was actually said, believe it or not. Well, we're gonna buy him a new truck. That's the problem with the police department. Shoot first, ask questions later. But, but again, you cannot just go killing cops. It's so sad. The young people who were killed, the, the deputy who was shot yesterday, you know, it's always the same sad story. A guy who's been on the force, I believe it was 11 years and had two kids, one of them four months old, and, and he pays the price for something like this. And that, that's the horror of this Dorner story and any story like this. Um, there's still a lot of problems in the police department. They will not be solved by shooting police. So that's my take on the Dorner thing. Horrible tragedy all around. Um, you know, is the police department use excessive force? Yes, I believe that. I've, I've had cops point guns at me. Not in a long time, but when I was younger, I fell into that black male suspect category. So I know that the LAPD is not good. It's not as bad as it was, but it's not good. Um, and I believe what he said about racism in the department and being targeted for being a whistleblower and, and stuff like that. I believe all of that, but you can't go killing people. Um, it's a shame he was executed, but, um, that's the way it goes. And yeah, I did use the word executed. Cause again, I, okay, I'm going to speak for myself. I was looking at that knowing there was no way he was getting out of that one alive. Not after killing cops. That's just how it goes. So that's my take on the Dorner thing. Um, no jokes. If you need bad jokes about it, there are definitely some floating on the internet. And um, good luck with that. I, I don't know. Um, now, let's move. Let's move to some uh, some of the just random stupid, just random stupid things that go on for no apparent reason. By the way, Rubio fans, I'm still dry. No water as yet. Bruce Willis has a new movie coming out, Die Hard. I think they're up to number six. Good for you, Bruce. Die Hard movies are fun. You, you shoot a lot of people. They shoot at you. They can never hit you. 
you win at the end, great. That's all we want from you, Bruce. We don't need your opinion. But Bruce Willis felt the need to speak out about the gun laws. He says, well, if you, if you, you know, take away the gun law, take away the rights of uh, the Second Amendment, blah, 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 then who knows what else you're going to lose. First, it's the gun laws, then it's everything. Bruce, shut up, all right? You weren't yelling when the Patriot Act came out and it, and it gave the government the right to search you without cause, to listen in on any and all electronic and other communication, to arrest people without a reason and put them in secret prisons. That, to me, is a little more loss of rights, a little more un-American, a little more government overstepping its boundaries than um, taking away assault weapons. I'm just saying, you know, you think Bruce would have learned back in the 90s, or maybe the late 80s or early 90s, Bruce was making $20 million a movie and the Teamsters of Hollywood were on strike. And he said, that's why movies cost so much and that's why movies are going to Canada because the Teamsters get paid so much. And the Teamsters took apart his car right there on the lot, just destroyed his car and, and let him know, Bruce, you don't fuck with the Teamsters. <laughs> That'd be a nice movie. Try that, Bruce. Bruce, this is real life. Shut up, okay? The government, does the government overstep its boundaries? Yeah, but not with guns. That's not what we need to be worried about. We need to be worried about the searches, the seizures, the electronic listening in, and the fact that it's true now under Barack Obama, same as it was under George Bush. You look like a terrorist. We're going to snatch you up the street and take you to a secret prison. Oh, they won't do that to me, but they can. All right, what else is going on? Have you taken a carnival cruise lately? God bless you if you have, because they were supposed to go to Galveston to Cozumel, and I've been to Cozumel, and that ain't exactly a hot resort, but instead, the boat died, and they got towed, they're getting towed, they got towed to Mobile, Alabama. There's a hell of a vacation for you. We went from Texas to Alabama by cruise ship. Was it a nice cruise? Well, it was up until the engines cut out and there was no food and the toilets didn't work and there was overflowing toilets with everything that goes in a toilet overflowing onto the floor. But you know what was nice? They offered us vouchers for a free cruise. <laughs> oh, man. People are sleeping on the decks of the ship, sleeping in lounge chairs, blah, blah, blah. Um... Why, why don't they get the people off the ship? Who knows? Who knows? They, they, I've been on cruises. I'm doing another one next week. They always have that lifeboat drill, this and that. Get the people off the ship. But Carnival is sorry. And like I say, you can get a free cruise if you want to, to Mobile, Alabama. And while we're in Alabama, all right, these Alabama football players are some great players. Probably some of the greatest players ever kudos on the championship but these are college football players who are not being paid enough that's right i said it the men are not being paid enough you know why because they're out robbing people three players eddie williams tyler hayes and dj petaway safety linebacker and defensive end charged with two counts of second degree robbery robbing students on campus trying to use stolen credit cards blah 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 nick saban says that the players are indefinitely suspended, which means they'll be suspended until season starts, assuming these are starters and they're really good and needed for the next national championship. But, but, oh, and another one, Callaway was arrested for possession of marijuana. Damn it, kid, you gotta get your, 
You got to get your marijuana card or something. Huh? You should be drinking. You're in Alabama. You should be drinking moonshine. This is why you need to pay college players more money. Because if they're not paid well, they resort to a life of crime. It's a horrible thing. This isn't new. This story happens every year. Major college football players, major college basketball players involved in crime because they're allowed to. They're allowed to do anything as long as that team is winning. You want a national championship. You want to rob a few students on campus. Somebody's going to look the other way. Sorry. Am I cynical? Yeah. I just make this shit up. No, I'm paying attention. Hey, that could have been a closer, but we ain't done yet. We got plenty more. Condoleezza Rice playing in the pro-am at Pebble Beach knocks a shot out there on a six hole cracks a fan in the head that's right bust they head open bloody the fan hey, come on Condi don't start a war at Pebble Beach you can't hit the fans at Pebble Beach they're Republicans they're with you jeez Condi you're, you're I, what are you doing hitting people with golf balls now they gotta look for weapons of mass destruction in your golf bag ugh okay we're almost done it's just listen there's dumb there's dumber there's unbelievable and then there's these two stories (laughs) sad in that people died just I I okay I'm just giving you the story because I don't even know first of all we've got a New Zealand woman who died from a coke overdose. Cocaine will kill you. No, not cocaine, Coca-Cola. The woman drank 2.2 gallons of Coca-Cola every day for years. Huh? Natasha Harris would suffer withdrawal if she didn't drink the stuff. She was a mother of eight. One child was born with no tooth enamel. Two gallons of Coca-Cola a day. She died, her livers just, poisoned with sugar and blah 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 coke is not happy of it okay um they say 500 milligrams of caffeine is dangerous she was doing 970 milligrams a day she consumed more than two pounds of sugar a day from all of this coca-cola she was drinking it's a wonder she lasted this long two gallons a day and you're like well that's crazy nobody could do anything crazier than that it's a shame she died she has eight children she's only 31 years old it's horrible but ridiculous no one could die dumber than that damn it that was in new zealand and this is america and we can beat it a daily customer and the unofficial mascot for the heart attack grill if you haven't heard of the heart attack grill it's a place in vegas they have little snacks like the 6,000 calorie triple bypass burger and 8,000 calorie quadruple bypass burger. That's right, quadruple bypass burger. Four half pound patties, eight slices of American cheese, a tomato, half an onion, and a lard coated bun. Take a shot at that. Well, good old John did take a shot at that. He ate one every day and John Alman died of a heart attack. That's right. 52-year-old man eating a burger every day at the heart attack grill dies of a heart attack in front of the heart attack grill. Damn it. You thought you were crazy drinking two gallons of Coke, New Zealand? This is America, and we'll kick your ass when it comes to crazy. We will eat heart attack burgers until we have heart attacks and die. And this ain't the first one. This is the second guy who's died at the heart attack grill because they had another guy who weighed 575 pounds he, did, he died at the heart attack grill 
of flu-related pneumonia. The poor guy couldn't breathe. If you're over 350 pounds, they'll feed you for free at the Heart Attack Grill. This place is, it's unbelievable. And you know something? The owner's right. Yeah, they're like, they say you should shut down the owner. It's like, no, we accept people as they are. You're responsible for what you do. And that's true. If you're crazy enough to tackle an 8,000 calorie hamburger and you're not uh, a professional eater or young and in shape and and you burn 8,000 calories. I once worked a show with this woman who was a, a, a professional. She was an Olympic kayak racer. And she said she would burn 10,000 calories a day while she was training. She could sling down a quadruple bypass burger. That's that's amazing. Four half pound beef patties, two pound burger with eight slices of cheese, a whole tomato, an onion. Oh my, and you eat that all at once. God, I love burgers. In and out burgers are the death of me. I like shakes, but I don't mix buttermilk into the shake. I listen, junk food is okay. But you don't go to the heart attack grill and take that as a challenge. Heart attack, I'll show you. I'll have a heart attack right in front of the joint. They probably didn't even dial 911. Just sad. I love you guys. I probably won't be recording next week. I'm going to be on the inaugural Soul Train Cruise. Check my Facebook page for pictures. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Try and stay warm. I'm going to. You know why I'm going on a cruise? Because I was in Connecticut when Nemo hit. Wasn't the end of the world, but it was a hell of a lot of snow. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Alonzo Bowden asking you, who's paying attention at the Heart Attack Grill? (laughs) 